brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Now, today I have a special guest with me. She is the Vice President of Global Human Resources um, at Desteco. Um, she is uh, a friend of mine, and, and uh, whether she knows it or not, she is actually a low-key mentor of mine as well, uh, Cynthia Wells. Welcome to Baxter's Buzz, Cynthia. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored just to be here with you today. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, our conversations are always great. I always learn something new. And I'm looking forward to uh, sharing some of your wisdom with, with, with the audience. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So um, talk a bit about where you are currently at the Steco, sort of um, what, the, what the company does and, and then your role there specifically. So um, Desteco, we are a diversified manufacturing company. We design and we manufacture highly um, automated products and solutions for um, the automotive industry, as well as other industries such as um, nuclear, life sciences, consumer packaging, et cetera. So we're, we're a highly precise engineering and man manufacturing company. And then the, your role as, as vice president of global human resources, I know it. Uh, we'd spend all day talking about everything that you do, but like uh, just briefly sort of what, what are your uh, sort of, what, is a, what does a normal day look like for you? Ooh, a normal day. I, I don't know that I've had a normal day in a long time, <laughs> but um, typically what, what is happening is, you know, really what I do is, you know, help the rest of the business leaders, our president and our other vice presidents and general managers run the business. And then I bring the HR expertise. So we're partnering and collaborating together very frequently, all day, every day. Um, I feel like as the HR leader, I, I see a lot of a lot more interesting things than my colleagues because you just don't know what's going to happen in a day, whether it's a business issue or a people issue. And we've certainly been having to deal with some things that have um, have not happened in, in the last couple of years. So it's, it's yeah. been a continual learning process. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know, the H HR community, uh, you know, that's, ba that's basically my community, my, my folks and every company doesn't have their HR leader sort of on this, in the position to really collaborate with the 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 other leaders right it can sort mm -hmm. of be this standalone sort of piece which just feels so backwards and so yeah. counterintuitive mm -hmm. um talk about the importance of being able to like you said know what's going on be in the mix being able to add your your 
hat from your own experiences, but then you're also your HR hat to like these strategic initiatives. Yeah. For, for those companies who don't work well, let's just say work well with HR, I think they're missing out. I think they're missing out on a lot of revenues and a lot of profitability and their ability to grow and, and be stronger. Um, but but for for me, our, our president, I have a great leader, he's a great leader. Um, his name is Russell Tony, shout out to Russell. <laughs> Russell uh, stresses that he wants, he wants everybody on the leadership team to be a business leader first, right? So forget about what your function is, forget about what your, your title says. We all should be in the business, running the business every single day. And, and so we do that, right? And so for me, what I bring to the table is that balancing act. Right. What's what's good for the business? What's good for the employees? And how is that? It's how is that going to in, in impact us um, overall? I feel like it's it, it's extremely challenging because when some people who just don't know a lot about HR, the first thing they think about is hiring and firing. Well, that's about five percent of what I do. Mm. You know, there's so many other things that that are are, are taking place. Um, just every day within the business and as as part of HR, you know, I think we're involved in every single piece of the business, um, helping to make those decisions. So yeah. no day is is ever the same. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it's probably probably it probably stresses you out, but it's probably nice to have that uh variety in your day. Yeah, because you're literally dealing with the most important aspect of any company is the, the people um, and people are unpredictable. Uh, so uh, not to yes. mention, you know, the, the processes, all these things that have to be done, but just people, you know, wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes you got issues that you're bringing into to work and all that stuff um, will, you know, potentially impact, um, you know, what, whatever the objective is, as far, as far as like your work day and, and what needs to be done, right? Um, we had a, a, a very a brief but interesting conversation about sort of this self-branding, um, the importance of it, right? And I feel like I'm a late, late bloomer, I'm late to the party a bit as far as understanding the importance, um, I, I you know, I think that we're building a brand, whether we know it or not. I think that uh, folks that aren't even in the workforce, the the their presence on social media, whether they know it or not, they're, they're building a brand. Mm -hmm. You know, the reputation you have inside of your schools. Uh, you know, I talked to my, my nine-year-old now a, a lot about that and my six-year-old about understanding who they represent you know, when they're, when they're, when they walk out of this house yes. and, and the importance of, of sort of the way that they carry themselves, it's not just a reflection of them, it's a reflection of, of, of us, of me yeah. and their mom, but it also, they're creating a reputation inside of the school and, and all those, those things sort of matter. But, um, and then you, you, you talked about this pie, pie formula. So like, talk about when you realize the importance of like this, the, the self-branding piece and then if you could talk a bit about the, the pie formula um, uh, specifically. 
Yeah, so everybody needs to understand what their brand is. And and you said it, keyword, your brand is is your reputation. So how do people see you? How do they perceive you? How are you showing up every single day, whether it's at work, at school, at the grocery store? What do people think about you? And very early on in my career, I had some amazing mentors. I worked at GE for about 12 years and had some amazing mentors, amazing leaders. And one of the things um, that I learned probably my first year was, was around, you know, representing the company. You know, I always knew about representing my family and myself because my mother told me how you step out in the world is how people perceive you. And so don't go outside with pajamas on and don't, <laughs> don't go outside with your hair looking crazy. But, yeah. So that was something that I always knew. But, you know, when, when, you, when you are leading and at different levels, you definitely want to understand what that brand is. And if you have aspirations, that brand is going to help you get there. So this pie model mm-hmm. is, is basically the formula for success. And it's something that I've leveraged and it's something that I coach on. So when you think about, when you think about this formula, think about a pie chart, right? We, we all make graphs every day and each, each element of this pie chart is that formula. So P, I, and E. So P is for performance. That's a piece of the pie. I is for image, which is another piece. And then E is exposure. So when you think about those three pieces of the pie, they make up one whole pie. How much, how much weighting do you think that the P has performance? How much, per, give me a percentage out of a hundred. I'm guessing it's not 33.3 for all of them. It is not. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say performance. So I would say exposure has the most is the most weighted. Um, and image would be the second most rated, with performance sort of taking up the the slack at the end. Um, am I right? You're right. You are absolutely you are- right. And you're probably one of the first, one of the only people on the first try to get that right. Because when most people think about it, they think that performance is so high. You gotta perform and it has to, it has to be the biggest piece of the pie. Yeah. Actually, performance is the smallest piece of the pie at 10%. Oh, wow. Because okay. performance is a given. Baxter, you are not going to let anybody impact your performance. You are going to show that company that they hired you for a reason and you are here for a reason and you're going to execute. So that's a given. If you didn't perform, you wouldn't have a job. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have this great career that you yeah. have, right? So, so that's 10%. Then the next one is image. Image is 30% of the pie. So with with your image, that's actually the one thing that you can control the most. Mm -hmm. Your image is how you dress, how you present yourself, again, how you show up. How do you want people to see you when when they see you? They see a leader, 
Do they see someone who's, you know, just kind of coasting by? What do what do they see? And and yeah. so your image is is what you can can control the most, and it's thirty percent. And then the last piece, which is the largest, is exposure at sixty percent. Wow! So sixty percent of that pie, which is your reputation and your brand, is your exposure. And and the reason why people don't know or don't feel that it's so important is because maybe they're uncomfortable with exposure. Mm. And now that I'm thinking about it, you probably got this right because you are, you are great at networking and you understand the power of networking. So exposure can be networking, networking with the right people, networking with those you don't even know who are making decisions on you when you're not even in the room. Mm. Exposure is uh, taking on big projects or those ugly projects that nobody else wants to touch. When they hear about it, they're like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, I am not (laughs) getting involved in that. I don't want any parts of that. That's good. And then when they take it on, they do a great job. That's great positive exposure. Volunteering. you know, doing the presentations, being out in front, there are so many opportunities for exposure. And you always want that exposure to be positive, that that can be the biggest piece of your, your brand. Wow. Wow. So there are folks that, and, and, well, I'm glad that I got it right. I want the record to show that I'm one of the first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I was just kind of like, you know, just kind of examining it when, when you said it. And I'm like, yeah, because, you know, it's something that, that I that I have to continue to remind myself, you know, the importance of like the exposure. Right? So it's like, uh, as you know, I just wrote my first book. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, in a sales role where I am, you know, talking to companies on a daily basis. Um, the, this book could be the best book ever written, but if no one knows about it, then, you know, how is it helping and impacting others? Right. The, right. the, 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 the company, um, Capnick, uh, uh, could be the greatest brokerage in, in, in the world. And if no one knows who, who we are, then it, it it's not really, we, that's not the, um, the results that we want. So it's, the exposure is important, but let me ask you on a, from an individual standpoint, when you're doing your coaching and you're talking to people that don't like to be out front, what are some ways that they can sort of start to uh, stick their toe in the water and get used to, you know, taking these small bites and getting used to sort of um, stepping out a bit more and, you know, creating more of that exposure? Yeah, well, so one, they have to think about what it is they really want. What do they want to accomplish? And most people don't believe me when I tell them that I am an introvert. 
I am, I am totally an introvert. I am shy. I was a very shy kid. <laughs> I wanted to be in the bag. Nobody, when, whenever I say I'm, I'm an introvert, I'm like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is yeah. my adaptive state. So again, early on, I knew that I wanted to do big things. I knew that I wanted to make power moves, but you can't do that if you're in the background. Hello. <laughs> say, say, say that one more time because I uh, just say it one more time, please. You just can't make power moves if you're in the background. Mm. You have mm. to let people know who you are. And, and part of that exposure, part of that reputation is being consistent about what you're bringing every single day. And uh, you know, making sure that 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 is what people see, and that there's not a disconnect between what you believe you are and what others believe you are. I, I worked in an organization that was very big on you have to contribute at every meeting, you have to talk, talk, talk. But if you're quiet, quiet, quiet person here, sometimes. Um, if you're quiet, then that means you don't have anything to contribute. Well, actually, I have a lot to contribute. Yeah. And, and when I do contribute, when I do speak, it's meaningful. I want to make sure it's meaningful, but sometimes I'm processing the information. So you don't want people to have this negative perception that, oh, Baxter's quiet. He doesn't have, he doesn't, he's not bringing anything to the table. So for, for those people who are introverted, you know, or just don't like to be out in the spotlight, that's that's fine. Sometimes you gotta you gotta step out there and take risk on yourself. And it could be in hearing about a tough project that's happening, working with the team. And then within that team, really, really showing your strengths within that team, your team will recognize that. Your your partners yeah. will recognize that. Who's the project champion? Who's the project sponsor for? that that team they will recognize what you're contributing maybe you're the one to do the report out right you, even though you're uncomfortable with it maybe you do the report out so taking those small steps working working in a team um you know working on some smaller things but having that opportunity to be known for what what your strengths are and, and taking advantage of those opportunities. Other ways to do that is, um, you know, having like a very strong elevator speech because you never know who you're going to meet. And it could be a very brief conversation with someone. You don't have to be networking the entire room, but that one person that you meet, you didn't know that they were the CEO and they were having a meeting the next day looking for someone to take on this new and exciting role. And that chance encounter that you had with them made a strong impression. You, you created a, a sponsor just by having that strong elevator speech and making an impression in a short period of time. You didn't have to step too much outside your comfort zone but you created a sponsor and you want, you want those sponsors because the sponsor is again, someone who's advocating for you when you're not even in the room. Wow. Oh man, you, all right. So I'm taking my notes cause I don't want to forget. Um, and I got a couple of things. So 
um, first of all, you talked about elevator pitches and um, I've probably only heard elevator pitches in the context of like salespeople, but you're clearly talking about every everyone, right? Yeah. So, so talk about, so for, for, so for folks that don't know what an elevator pitch is, um, talk, t- t- tell them what the, tell the audience what the, what an elevator pitch is first. An elevator pitch is a 30 to 45 second pitch about who you are, what you do and how you impact your environment, whether it's, you know, your, your role at work, the project that, that you could be pitching on, what, what that is. And, and when you think about it, if you were, imagine being on an elevator with someone important, you didn't know they were important, but you have 30, 45 seconds to get to second, third, second floor to the fourth floor. And they just happen to ask, so what do you do? And from that time you're riding up to the elevator, you told them what you do, who you are, why you exist. Yeah, yeah. And and you and it's that opportunity on that elevator where you've made that great impression. Yeah, yeah. And and so, and tell me if I'm if I'm onto something, Cynthia, or if I'm if I'm if if I'm not. When you think about the role that you play everyone's role isn't the same, right? But first of all, everyone needs to know why, how their role impacts the the organization, right? Mm -hmm. They need to see how their contributions each day sort of uh, translate to the, to, you know, the bottom line. And I think that's really important for like engagement. Yes. Um, But then when people can understand that piece, a role that one may look at as mundane could really be exciting when you look at how it's contributing to the this you know beautiful can- canvas, right? And mm-hmm. um, I, I don't. I think some folks are in a role and they are like, oh, I, I just do this. Oh, I'm just a and it's like, no, you're here for a reason, right? Like, do you have to coach um, individuals up to, to help them understand how to sort of take their, their role and, and, and craft that elevator pitch around it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, sometimes there are folks who have that mentality, I'm just this or I'm just that. Well, no, you are. This is what you, who you are and what you do. And how you make it special because of this. I mean, you know, we, we always, again, go back to the, the mommy and the home training. My mom taught me, my dad and my dad, you treat everybody with respect, no matter who it is. You treat the, the janitor with respect, you, you treat the janitor with the same respect as you would the president or a CEO. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you take that role of the janitor, say, I'm just a janitor. What? 
do you know how important this role is? Right. <laughs> do you know that yeah. you are keeping people safe? You are you are keeping this place sanitized. You are you are making this place beautiful for all of us to come into a great environment every single day. Do you know how great that is? We yeah. you are needed. You are necessary. So every yeah. single role is necessary. And I think you know if you change that mindset and and to understanding how again how you contribute, how you impact your environment man get excited about it and and tell every share that with everybody else yeah yeah um it reminds me of of a book that i read it's called the happiness advantage okay and they um they did like a, a study um and it was in particular it was it may have been janitors and in a particular like hospital or something along those lines and um people's satisfaction in their role really comes down to their attitude and in the the way that that they look at their contributions right and um if we could somehow and sometimes me as your friend i can help you but leadership at your company needs to make sure that um that they acknowledge you for your contributions and and the importance of these particular roles right i mean it's only so much your buddy can tell you 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 need to feel it from the from the organization right top down right you do you do and 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 from the top the the top needs to set what that vision is for the company what's the mission what's the strategy and then how everyone every function every person impacts that mission vision and strategy and you know the different organizations are clear and it's up to those department or functional leaders to also develop with their team members clear visions on again why they exist why does my hr organization exist and and what are we doing as a company? Are we saving lives? Are we impacting lives? And, and, and then within HR, how are we making this all happen as well? And so if people do have a clear vision and, and understanding of, of what's happening from the top, that can cascade. It should, that it can, but it should cascade down so that everyone else can be clear about how they contribute to that that mission and vision on a day-to-day basis i love that i love that um i feel like again i'm a i'm a late bloomer to to some some of these things and i imagine that you've been um you've probably been uh, aware of the 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 this term in in a corporate setting probably longer than i but we, I feel like I've noticed the the term sponsor a lot more over the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the importance of mentors and how important it is to have mentors and, and you know, helping you get to the place that you want to go or helping, you know, coaching you through through different things. Talk about the, um, the differences between a, a sponsor and a mentor inside of your organization? Well, a sponsor, you don't even know that you have. Mm. You don't even know that that person knows you. 
a sponsor chooses you, you don't choose them. You choose a mentor. Uh, a mentor and a mentee relationship is mutual, but that sponsor is is someone that you don't even know. And yeah. Maybe it's a chance encounter. Maybe they heard about you, but again, they're they're talking about you. Um, which which is why it's so important again to have that strong brand, know what it is, because you don't want to think that you're awesome, and then somebody else thinks that you're not awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right uh and then for 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 the shy people like or the introverts mm. you know like when, when you talk about sponsors and mentors another thing that has helped me is is also you know making sure that i have a strong personal board of directors and and on that board of directors could be your mentors and your champions and your your peers or you know, maybe you've had a good uh, um, leader that that you call on. Maybe you know there there are some role models that you look at and say, "Oh, I wanna I wanna be where they are. I'm gonna do exactly what what they do." Or um, you can also have a hugger on 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 your personal board of directors <laughs> because some days you just need a hug. It, yeah. it is it is not going well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you just need a shoulder to lean yeah. on. Yeah. But that personal board of directors is somebody, it, 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 it's made up of people that you trust, whether it's a personal relationship or a professional yeah. relationship. But that that mentor mentoring is is a mutual um, relationship that that you guys agreed on, whether it's formal or informal. Um, but that sponsorship, again, it's that that person saw something in you that you didn't even know. Yeah. That they were looking for. Yeah. And, and they're advocating for you. Yeah. I like that because yet you, you mentioned a couple of times, right? They're the ones that are having these conversations about you when you're not around. You don't even know. Um, right. And, and the sponsor, sponsor is a decision maker. They are, uh, <laughs> they are yeah. the decision makers and they can make decisions on your behalf. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I told myself this is my last question. This is my last question because I, I could just pick your brain all day. So um, when we talk about personal brand and we talk about seeing yourself in a, in a certain way, um, and as you put it, you may see yourself as awesome and, and other people may not see, they may see you less than awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about getting a real objective like uh view of like how yeah. how you're viewed by others i'm so glad you asked me that question because i was just thinking i want you to set this <laughs> but having opportunities for feedback mm. from different people who are also on your board of directors right so my dad passed away in 2014 and i'm a true daddy's girl right I would go sometimes when I was feeling down I would go to my dad and ask him well dad how can I how can I get better what do I need to do differently and my dad had three girls and I was baby I was baby girl too right yeah so he would say you don't need to do anything differently you're perfect you're great. I wish your sister, I wish your sisters were like you. Yeah. And I would be like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right, feeling good. I would come yeah. out of that discussion with my dad feeling great. Yeah, I'm on top of the world. But when I think about it, did he actually help me? He helped me to feel good, which is what I needed at that time. But I didn't improve from that conversation. I did not take any information that helped me to go and say, okay, this is what I can do better. Now, on the other hand, if I ask my husband, honey, what can I do to get better? I, I don't even have an opportunity to finish the sentence, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right back. So he's, he has listed about 10 things that I can do uh, better. Yeah. And, and so while I may not like the conversation, while I'm like, okay, I'm not talking to you anymore right now. <laughs> I don't even like you right now. <laughs> while I may feel that way, once I step back and think about it, well, he's right. You know, yeah. that that's his purse perception of me that's how he's receiving me right now and so what do I do what do I need to work on I'm gonna take this feedback and actually put some action yeah so I trust both of them yeah I trust I you know I trusted my daddy with everything I I still call him daddy you know in my (laughs) mid-40s And and I trust my husband with, with yeah. everything. And so those those people that you ask for feedback, you need to trust them. Yeah. Right. You, you need yeah. to trust that they have your best interests at heart. And don't wait for that feedback to come to you. You actually have to go out and look for it. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. I I um I would say that your father did he, it was productive right you need your cheerleaders as well yeah right you you can't have all cheerleaders and no you know objective sort of things you know but but you do right. need people that will cheer you on when when you may be feeling down because sometimes that's just all that you need right and then there's other yep. times where you need these um more like constructive sort of you know criticisms or critiques um in uh the book that i wrote it's a it's a letter to my daughter um and one of the things that i talk about in it is um the how important this objectivity is like um and there are some there are some pieces in there and i, I talked about uh kobe bryant specifically mm-hmm. and how he would go and sort of do self-scouting so if anyone knows anything about you know sports I think they even do it in high school now you know where they would you know you play a sport you watch the opponent you watch the team you watch a game of the of them whether you're watching them on video or you're you know you're you're going and attending the game then if it's if there's if there's games where you're like matched up with people you may take it a step further and you may look at that person, right? I'm going to be paired up against Cynthia the entire game or most of the game. Let me, you know, study some film, you know, study some tape on, on Cynthia and her tendencies and everything. And then um, Kobe kind of took it a, a step further. He started to do this self-scouting where he started to watch film of himself to recognize tendencies in his own game and sort of he was he started to scout himself the way that he would scout um opponents so that he could be more mindful of the the things that he's doing and and, um 
I mean, it's brilliant. It's it's yeah. it's tough, right? Because you don't always like what you hear, whether it's right. you know the, your husband or or other friends that uh, that give you that tough up objective, you know, feedback. But it's also really necessary if you're really trying to improve. If you're not, then don't ask me. When you That's ask right. him, it's because you're looking for something. And you're trying to improve your situation. If you didn't want to, you wouldn't ask. You'd be like, oh, let me not even get him started, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, so, um, and then, you know, I, I don't think this made the book, but I've even talked about, you know, the personality assessments, right? How important mm-hmm. maybe th- those are to kind of give you, some people who have no idea, they see themselves a completely different way as far as their their style and their personality type. Some of the personality assessments are, are really important. And then I would even go as far as to say, if you're not, if people, if you're not thinking that you're getting the the, the honest opinion from folks, maybe just do like a survey, like a part, like with your friend, like, you, you know, the people that you trust. Mm-hmm. And just get some, try to get some real feedback from from them because uh, improvement isn't easy. But if you know, if if you really want to improve and make really great strides, I think it's important to receive feedback from outside of your own brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, again, people people see you totally differently like yeah. I had someone tell me they, they were interested in doing something and I asked them why and they said well because I I'm a go-getter and I've been here a long time okay <laughs> well timing doesn't automatically qualify you for something new and yeah. He said he was a go-getter, but I saw him as not having any ambition Mm. because when there were problems on the team, we would ask for help with those problems. He would never step up. He would never have any solutions or ideas, only contributed to what the problems were. Mm. Okay. Well, what, what about... If, if you see yourself as a go-getter, you have to show up as a go-getter. Yeah. So yeah. while, you know, again, you may you may have in your head, like I said, inside your head, in your head, you, you are that go-getter. Outside of your head is not the same picture. Yeah. And that is a derailer in so many careers when, mm. when there's that big, giant disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you have given a number of gems uh, today for people at, at every level of their careers. I I think that um, you know some of the, the bigger um, pieces or the the easier things to take away is just get out there, right, and and put yourself out there and. Um, all of my uh, uh, introverted friends who do public speaking, who do, who put themselves out front, they have one common thing, and 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 you you said it at the very beginning, and I just want to I just want to like sort of end with this. 
think about where you're where you're trying to go what you know and is is your shyness or your um uh, discomfort worth you not advancing and not going after the goals that you you have set for yourself and and only you can answer that Mm -hmm. right we can't answer that for you but for folks like yourself and others who um are are considered introverted that folks may not realize that they are you've made a decision that in order to get in the things that i need uh you know i'm going after exposure is extremely important and there's only one way to, to get it right you have to put yourself out there volunteer yourself speak up and so um if people don't take anything else away from that from from this conversation which it would be an epic fail for them but uh if the, you if there's just one thing you can remember um and try to take into action is just put yourself out front and, and understand your your brand and how you show up every day because people are watching people yeah. are watching people are watching yeah. Cynthia, thank you so much. Uh, this is great. This is great. Um, gosh, thank you. I, thank you for having me. No, this is, the, yeah, I, you know, I want to keep you and just ask you more questions. I feel like I just got coached up today. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like fired up and ready to go. Um, on behalf of Cynthia, I am Baxter E. Um, I just want everybody to know that you are worthy you just need to embrace your own frequency. So thanks again for everyone listening, watching it. And until next time, peace. Welcome into his brain. Welcome into his frequency. Enter at your own risk. Come be at peace with me. Ask the call where we rise and don't fall.